The following podcast contains spoilers for Road to Perdition. You have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Megusto. How are you doing, sir, you beautiful bastard? Oh, you know, just trying to contain the rage of the world. But, you know, other than that, I'm doing just dandy. I got Animal Crossing to calm me down and forget that the world is on fire, both literally and figuratively. And The only thing that's calming me down is the thought of your smoked meats on Friday. Oh, we're going to... S- Smoke some meats. Sweet, delicious. Just so everyone listening to this, we will have eaten this by the time this podcast comes out, but we are (laughs) going to make bacon wrapped filet mignon. Sweet, silly willy. It's going to be mucho gusto. (laughs) Delicioso. Delicioso. Or uh, as they call in in German, sehr lecker. Not as sexy as the other languages, but you know, it's fine. (laughs) It's it's all right. So, what what have you been up to since our, our last. Recording. What movies uh, have you watched? I have watched a total of seven movies. Damn! Mm-hmm. What do and you mean? And that's only in the last three days. What do like you mean? Like, uh, I, I like to think that I'm becoming a little bit of a you. Oh. Just a small, a Glenjamin Gusto. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so it all started out, uh, when uh, me me and a bunch of other people were watching this movie called Selfie from Hell, which is a really low budget horror movie that was made, mm-hmm. and and I had it was like a it was like a watch party, so like we were all watching this, and uh, everybody chipped in for like donating the money for it, um, and and everybody's sitting there. It's like an hour maybe long movie, mm-hmm. and everybody's sitting there bashing this movie because it's just terrible. And like the movie critic I am, I'm sitting there like, you know, this movie's not actually half bad. Like the acting, <laughs> the acting is pretty decent and the cinematography is really well done. It had some Cons- silver linings. Yeah. And considering like it's such a low budget film and the plot is horrible. Yeah. Um, it actually, well, other than, I mean, I gave it a one star regardless, but I mean, <laughs> regardless, it still had some silver linings in it and everybody was just trash. I'm like, guys, oh, yeah. guys, it's actually not bad. Um, after that, I watched, uh, a little bit of news broke out. I'm sure we all know of it. After that, I started watching, uh, movies along the same lines. I watched, uh, Detroit. Um, Directed by Catherine Bigelow, uh, mm-hmm. starring John Boyega, uh, the guy with the eyebrows that's in Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, what's his name? He's in We Are the Millers, too. Gets his yeah. dick bitten by tarantula. Um, Will, Will, Pol- Pol- Will, Will Poulter. Will Poulter, yeah. Poulter. Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of people in it. That, um, that's a... I'll probably... These are a lot of movies, so I'll try to, like, skim through them. If yeah. uh, if you wanted to see my actual reviews, I've been writing the actual reviews for these movies. Um, they're all on Letterboxd. Um, so I watched Detroit. Really powerful moving, or movie. Um, yeah, I've, I feel like that one was uh, criminally overlooked. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. Now, now, I understand because, you know, it's such a sensitive topic and i'm not saying that this is a bad way to look at it but a lot of people probably overlooked it because it is directed by a white woman Mm -hmm. um again 
to each their own. I, I think everyone should give this film a chance regardless of who directed it because it is pretty powerful. I mean, it's, um, it's still it's still very powerful regardless, even if it is. Yeah, like, but, I, but I do understand why people would be a little... And even if I didn't see her name at the end, I wouldn't have known. Like yeah. it was, it was made by her. But st- I mean, still. I legitimately didn't know until a few days ago when I saw you posted. I decided to look it up. Yeah, and yeah, Catherine Bigelow. Um, so there's Detroit, um, mm-hmm. and then after that, I watched The Squid and the Whale, which uh, has Noah a bunch Bombach, of stuff. Right? Yep. Yeah. Which has a bunch of stars: Jeffrey Daniel or Jeff Daniels, um, Jesse Eisenberg, Laura Linney, and Owen Klein. A bunch of other people in that. It's actually. If you're a child of divorce, it kind of hits a little bit harder uh, yeah. than just an average human being watching it. Yeah, um, it's very—it's actually a very strong movie. I mean, it yeah. wasn't great, but like the the underlying like story there is actually mm-hmm. pretty strong. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, one of the normies you speak of, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie, but it didn't hit as hard emotionally as it probably did you and yeah. ch- children of divorce. So. Uh, I feel a little, uh, a little gypped that I didn't, my parents didn't divorce and I didn't get to watch it. No, honestly, how dare they? So you didn't get to (laughs) ride this emotion. I I am not a good writer because they are together. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. My writing has nothing to do with that. (laughs) Um, so after that movie, uh, I was like, all right, I just watched two depressing movies in a row. Mm -hmm. Let's, uh, let's spice it up a little bit. And I had just seen that you watched this movie too. Uh, the lovebirds. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, um, was it uh, Issa Rae, is that her name? And uh, Kumail Nanjiani? Mm-hmm. I'm always, like, questioning this because I'm not looking it up because I'm a weirdo. But, uh, yeah, Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani. That, that, I, I really enjoyed that. It's a it's a fun movie, kind of like Date Night um, from a few years back with uh, Tina Fey and Steve Carell. Yeah. Um, I thought this kind of had a little bit more charm to it, and I I, I enjoyed day night a lot i actually own it on on blu-ray but it's it's this was very similar to that in uh you know a couple uh going through things that most couples don't go through such as crime yeah i i wrote (laughs) i wrote down that it was it was a typical date night rom-com movie um but what really held you um really held you in was the two main actors Issa Rae and Kamel Nanjiani yeah they had a lot of really good chemistry Yeah. yeah um after that, I watched a Spike Lee film. Or I'm sorry, a Spike Lee joint. Uh, She's got to have it, mm-hmm. um, which has got a lot of people in it. Uh, Spike Lee, for instance, uh, Tracy Camilla Johns, uh, Tommy Redmond Hicks, and uh, John Canada Terrell. And then Spike Lee, there's a bunch of other people in it. Yeah. Um, after after all this news has been going down, I feel like I've kind of done an in, in, injustice as to not watching a lot of black-made films. So I am going to continue doing so. Yeah. Um, and Spike Lee's just a great like pillar for those movies. Definitely. So I'm just going to do those. If you, if you need more recommendations, I made a list. I think it was Sunday night of uh, most of the films were by uh, black filmmakers. Um, there were a few that I made exceptions for just because I did feel they were either powerful or, you know, so blatantly obvious in their message that even the dumb dumbs can get it after watching it yeah um so yeah you, you could check that out uh, uh another one of his films was on it um uh, do the right thing mm-hmm. um that, that's a great which one which was actually going to be the next one that i was going to watch yeah um but yeah that, that's uh spike lee's a great director i really didn't appreciate him for the longest time 
And then I think it was like five, six years ago, I watched Do the Right Thing. Just yeah. completely changed my opinion of them. I, I went back and watched the movies I had seen before. Uh, was it wasn't that many, um, but yeah, he's a, he's a great, great act, uh, director and a pretty and, fu- and actor. Pretty, yeah, yeah, he's pretty pretty funny, and she's got to have it, which I also watched. So, um, and then uh, yeah, that was that was a good movie. Um, really gives you like a woman's point of view on things, and then like, well, not a woman's point of view, but like. It, it goes a into very, the whole slut shaming thing. It's a very, it's a, it's a predicament. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of people's different uh, views and their backgrounds and stuff like that. It's a really interesting movie, and I really liked it. Um, yeah. After that, I watched School Days, which was another uh, Spike Lee joint. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of people in that. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, I liked it. He has a way of like creating these characters in conversations that make it feel like reality. Mm-hmm. And there's, he's really weirdly good with sex scenes. Like, it doesn't feel like just a sex scene. It didn't feel gratuitous, yeah. Yeah. It just, it feels like, and I put this in most of my reviews, it feels like art. Like, it feels like it's happening. Yeah. And it should be there. Which is, which is a really cool way of, like, having, like, a style, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, After that, I watched another um, one, another one called uh, Monsters and Men. Um, which has John David Washington in it, uh, as we know, is Denzel Washington's son. And yep, I had star remarked of to Black you, Klansman. yes, sir. And I had remarked to you that if his career keeps going the way it does, he's easily going to be one of my favorite actors. Oh yeah, he's phenomenal. Like in 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 Black Klansman, he just he was so good in that scene. Like mm-hmm. he, he was doing a voice the whole time, uh, you know, trying to emulate the uh, real life. Yeah. police officer that he played who was often said to speak quote unquote white not my words that's what people said he spoke like and uh he, it didn't seem like he was doing a a bit while while talking like that he actually felt like he was talking like that mm-hmm. to the point where when i heard his actual voice i was like this makes sense but it's also kind of weird <laughs> yeah um another really good movie really hits hard um it's like three different points of views on uh, this one story, and it's mm-hmm. really strong, strong and moving movie, yeah. especially with the things that are going on now. Yeah. Um, other than that, the last one I watched was Road to Perdition, and we'll yeah. get to that in just a minute. Yeah. So what about for you, Mike. Well, before that, for everyone that uh, went to Netflix to watch Road to Perdition and it wasn't there anymore, literally the day we posted the last episode saying we were going to watch Road to Perdition and saying it was on Netflix, they took it off Netflix. Uh, so if you had to rent it, I'm sorry, but it's also worth the money in my opinion. Uh, the movies I watched, I watched uh, six movies altogether, two that I had already seen and then four that I hadn't. I watched uh, Creature uh, from the Black Lagoon. I've been trying to go through all the Warner Brothers uh, monster movies. Yeah, uh, actually, I don't know. Or Universal, Wh- whoever it's probably, did that. It's one. Universal because I just read an article about who they are casting as the Wolfman. Yeah, uh, well, who, who are they casting as the Wolfman? We'll get to that in news. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I, that was really good. I I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, then I watched uh, Asperger's R Us, which, as as some of you may remember, was one of the Netflix roulette choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really piqued my interest when we landed on it, but of course we had to go with Road to Perdition. Uh, so I wanted to watch Asperger's R Us, and I did, and it's really enjoyable. I, I highly enjoyed it. You know, it's it's a really funny documentary, kind of touching. Um, so if you 
get a chance, definitely check it out. You know, it's uh, funny. After you posted that you saw it, I was like, oh, man, now I feel like I have to watch it. No, <laughs> not like you, in a bad way. I was yeah. just like, oh, now I now I feel bad. You should, you definitely should watch it. I think it's only like an hour and a half, if not mu- okay. not much longer, and it's it's really compelling. Uh, then I watched The Lovebirds with Issa Rae, Kamel Nanjiani. That was good. Uh, then I watched She's Gotta Have It. Uh, and then I, you know, already talked about that one. So um, Spike Lee was hilarious in that, by the way. He, he was oh, absolutely. making me laugh my ass off. Um, but then uh, I watched uh, Inside Lewin Davis, Coen Brothers movie that I had seen a few times. I was going to um, say, is that the first time you saw it? No, 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 no. I've seen every single Coen Brothers movie yeah, that's, ever made. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I plan to keep it that way. Whenever they release one, I'm going to see it as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, She's Gotta Have It's really great. It's Spike Lee joint. Um, and then, of course, I watched Road to Perdition. We'll get into that in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings us to the news of the week for movie news. Uh, we're not going to get into the world news. I'm sure everyone's keeping up with that. Um, but the movie news... Uh, I'll, uh, I, Glenn, uh, have you heard this thing that you definitely didn't send to me to talk about, which was the Rocky documentary that's coming out? No, I've never heard that thing that I possibly did not or did send to you. <laughs> not, not never. <laughs> so, uh, you know, your boys are from, from the Philly area, not from Philly, but the Philly area. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we all love Rocky because it is legally... It's, it's a legal obligation for people it's legally injected in our blood that yes, we have to love. <laughs> we have to love Rocky. Um and they are releasing a documentary about the making of Rocky uh which includes some of Sylvester Stallone's life leading up to making Rocky. Um that comes out on June 9th from Virgil Films and it will be a on demand, you know, kind of rental situation for a while, probably before it gets distribution from Prime or netflix or something mm-hmm. uh but you know it's it's gonna be narrated by sylvester stallone so it's definitely got that uh that sly stamp that of approval rocky charm, you know? hey hey Wonder you're wagering mind marrying me yeah much. um but it is uh I, i'm really looking forward to it I'm, I'm glad that you definitely did not share this with me no and that i chance. found this on my own so uh yeah <laughs> if if you ever want to hear some of the interesting stuff that Sylvester Stallone went through while writing Rocky. I think if I'm not mistaken, he was living in a car when he was writing the script for Rocky. Um, and it turned into an award winning best picture winning best screenplay winning. I think mm-hmm. I could be mistaken, uh, film and, and highest grossing film of that year as well. Highest grossing film of that year. And, uh, there is a freaking statue outside of the Philadelphia art museum yep. for Rocky. So it is definitely, a cultural thing uh and when other cities use the rocky theme in their stadiums do i feel like they are kind of appropriating our culture a little <laughs> bit but you know i'll let it slide because i get slide it slide like sly yeah so Ew. yeah that is coming out june 9th and it will be called uh 40 years of rocky the birth of a classic yeah, I'm, I definitely feel like I'm interested in seeing that, uh, yeah, even same if here. I have to rent it and not wait. I, I, I do want to see it. Um, but other than that, uh, of course, I gave that to you because you would be more uh, educated about it than I. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I got the one that I'd be more educated in. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, Henry Henry Cavill uh, is in talks of returning to the uh, DCEU. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of either rumors or you know speculations have been saying that he's basically uh basically going to be uh what you would assume is the hulk in the mcu um 
how he, he basically only had cameos or was just kind of a backstory compared to his like his only like only movies mm-hmm. like Man of Steel. Um, so that's what seems like it's going to be happening, especially since he's such a busy man now with all that he's doing. Yeah. Um, which I mean, letting letting go of Henry Cavill as Superman was probably the dumbest thing in my mind um, that they did for a while. Oh, I yeah. mean, other than their movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the thing uh, is, I, the thing about the um, Justice League. Yeah. Legitimately, I thought the casting was the best part. I thought yeah. every everyone was well cast. It was just the writing. It, it just fell apart, really. But everyone, like even Ben it, Affleck, it I think a was lot a good more Batman. time. The casting yeah. was pitch perfect. Yes, but they needed they needed time. They needed to build it up more. They they jumped right into saving the entire world right out of the get go. So yeah, um, and like you've established this universe where you have all these great actors and their characters already basically committed and then you're just gonna get rid of the main guy who i personally feel like is perfect for superman yeah um and when i got the news that he was let go i was like you're kidding me no way (laughs) Mm -hmm. i even made like a status about it on facebook and uh everything but uh but yeah he's apparently he's coming back which is amazing even if it's in small roles i will absolutely take it because i love that man he's a beautiful man yeah um, what news will come after though? Uh, we'll, we'll obviously be staying tuned for, so mm-hmm. we shall see. Yeah. And then you want to know about Wolfman. Uh, yeah. I did pass an article, uh, saying Ryan Gosling was cast. Huh. Now, whether it's true or not, I didn't read it completely. just saw the article. Yeah. Uh, and, and passed by looking for the news. Uh, so yeah, Ryan, I actually was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. That'd actually be cool. Um, I can see it. Yeah. But I'd have to see how the rest of the movie is. Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be a period piece? Who's going to direct it? There's a whole bunch of other questions. I don't think it's bad casting, but I will withhold any... Yeah. Uh, opinions, opinions until, until we until, get further. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little too... He's not like uh, the, the, the kind of casting where I'm just like, oh yeah, this movie's going to be good no matter what. Yeah. Um I I have to hear more about that. But yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, he's he's another actor that I love and I I hope that uh the movie does well and that yeah. whole universe that they're setting up with that will becomes uh very well done as well. So well, if they get their shit together and stop trying to do stupid <laughs> shit with it. Yes. <laughs> like they they're trying to do too much with it. They're trying to make it too action packed. Stick to the smaller stories and then spread out from there. Mm-hmm. Like they they're Especially with the the most recent mummy, it was like, oh, we got to save the world immediately. But this isn't fucking Avengers; it's the mummy. Wait, are we talking about that? Oh god! Uh, Insert yeah. Tom Cruise scream here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right, uh, yeah, that does it for news. So let's jump into Road to Perdition. Glenn, as always, you take the synopsis. <laughs> Road to Perdition. <laughs> A mob enforcer's son witnesses a murder forcing him and his father to take to the road. And his father down... Did I already mess up? Did I already mess up? You did. You did. Son of a bitch. Rewind time. (laughs) A mob mob enforcer's son witnesses a murder forcing him and his father to take to the road. And his father down a path of redemption and revenge. Got a first try, baby. Hold on. Forcing him and his father to take... To the road and his father down a path 
Okay, so his father gets redemption and revenge. That's that's I'm not why gonna blame it felt you. like that's, I messed up. That's yeah. a weird one. This one this one is poorly written. Not that it doesn't make sense, but it, it is it it makes you think. Uh, it is directed by Sam Mendes, written by uh, David Self, uh, based on the graphic novel by Max Allen Collins and Richard Pierce Rayner. It is starring Tom Hanks. Uh, Glenn? Tyler Hawkland. Sorry, this isn't in order of importance. It's in order of um, appearance. So Paul Newman, yeah. Daniel Craig, uh, Kieran Hines. He got some Stanley Tooch in there. Good old Stanley Tooch. Um, and a bunch of other people. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's in there for a hot second. Liam Aiken. It's got a whole bunch of cast of characters. Peter, I can't come to your concert tonight. I'm working. Working at what? What's Papa's job? He works for Mr. Rooney. Who's got a hug for a lonely old man? Papa didn't have a father. So Mr. Rooney looked after him. You rule this town as God rules the earth. I love Mr. Rooney. We had nothing. He gave us a home. A life. Oh. He goes on missions for Mr. Rooney. Take Mike with you. Not Park. Take Mike with you. They're very dangerous. That's why he brings his gun. And yeah, let me just say, when Netflix Roulette pulled one out for us mm-hmm. and gave us a little gem to watch. Oh, yeah, it's also starring Jude Law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was ecstatic. I had just watched this again for like probably the 30th time or whatever, like three weeks ago. And uh, I was able to catch it before it was on Netflix because I don't procrastinate, Clint. I just want to have it fresh in my mind as possible. No, no, I, I get you. Because I, I we both know my mind strays. Yeah, <laughs> I probably would have waited as well if, uh, you know, I hadn't just seen it three weeks ago, too. Um, but this is a beautiful movie. It is uh, beautifully shot by the late Conrad L. Hall. I believe he won the Oscar uh, posthumously for Best Cinematography. Um and it is also one of Paul Newman's last on-screen performances as well. Uh, you know, one of the greatest actors to have ever lived. And it oh, is yeah. it is just a wonderful movie. The, the thing that I think was best about it um, was how quickly... We said this about Under the, the, uh, Under the Shadow as well, that they build the world so quickly. Uh, with this, it's just... Um, you know, the sequence of the son, uh, Michael Jr., going, uh, riding his bike home from the store, mixed with the funeral that happens, like, shortly after. It just builds the funeral, builds this world of this organized crime and the quote-unquote family that it creates. Um, and then also showing you the kind of people they are by having Kieran Hines, whose brother's funeral it is, uh, mm-hmm. his hand shaking while he's speaking and then you know he, he starts to speak up and they have to break up the speech it it just in such a short amount of time just builds this world and lets you know exactly who everyone is and what their motives are and what kind of people they are in like 10 15 minutes like it's no time at all it's 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 brilliant the way it's done exactly 
Yeah, man. Rewatching this again was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> normally you don't sit there and go, you know, Tom Hanks, that guy's badass. Like, usually he's just a goofy, goofy guy, like, oh, goofy, yeah. serious actor or anything like that. And you're just like, you know what? He's actually just a badass in this film. Yeah, there's <laughs> moments in this where he's kind of terrifying, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you view it from his son's um, viewpoint, and there are points where you're just like, holy shit. And because Tom Hanks is America's dad, it's like, holy shit, dad's a murderer. (laughs) Well, it doesn't help he wore so many layers in the film, so he was just like this huge force to be messed with the whole time. They they made him look really big, Mm -hmm. and um, it's just such a unique role for him not not in general just for him you know yeah. he usually plays the uh the wholesome characters i mean he played fucking mr rogers and and yeah. and uh he's just there's another movie that uh he plays kind of a villain character he's not the villain in this but he's villain adjacent yeah for like the first 20 more, minutes like 20 30 more. minutes but anti-hero i guess we could say yeah that's that's the better word for it but the movie the circle which overall was not good Mm -hmm. uh but he plays a a pretty pretty bad guy in that he's also pretty terrifying so it just shows you the depth that he has as an actor you know obviously he's known for these really wholesome good guy roles but he's He's definitely he still, got the darkness. He still has a stance somewhere in yeah. the, uh, the darker roles. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, another great performance in this is Daniel Craig, um, who plays the son of Paul Newman, who, uh, you know, he he's kind of the reason everything starts with, with uh, yeah. killing Kieran Hines, uh, which was a beautiful sequence, if you ask me. Like, when, when Kieran Hines gets shot, it turns to slow motion to show, like, the impact it's having on... Uh, Michael Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just that's a great way to do that, and then it it uh, then he kills the family, which kind of leads everyone down this path. He is also terrifying, but in a way where it's just like, I'm glad he doesn't have power now, and I hope he never gets power. Yeah, because he is definitely not the kind of person you yeah, want. He's to have definitely power. not the person you want to see with the power. Yeah. And like even even Paul Newman's character knew that he was like, "Oh my mm-hmm. God, my son!" Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I fucking curse the day beats you the were born. shit out of. Him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I curse the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's... yeah, man. This uh, this movie, especially like, yeah. even during the end, when they're basically just chasing these two throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, you're just like hoping that like. Daniel Craig's not sitting there waiting for Tom Hanks. And then Tom Hanks gets the... uh, I know we're jumping ahead a lot, but uh, Tom Hanks, he's like, oh, good. (laughs) Done. (laughs) You're just like, that's that's right. Oh, yeah. Just desserts. (laughs) That brings me to the sound design, because there are so many sequences in this that has beautiful sound design. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sequence is one of them, uh, because it starts off with Paul Newman and his gang going to his car in the rain, the driver's dead, and then you just see muzzle flashes coming from the darkness, completely silent, only music, not even the rain is heard, and Paul Newman just freezes and just lets what happens, happens. And the sound design is just beautiful. The the score by Thomas Newman is perfect for it, um, where it's just this... It's not triumphant, it's not heroic, it is mournful because he 
it it knows that this man meant so much to to Tom Hanks's character, but it needs to happen. What he he needs to be killed uh, for the revenge to be yeah. finalized. And this the that sequence and it builds up and then the rain comes back in as the score dies, and Paul Newman just says, "I'm glad it's you." Mm-hmm. Right before Tom Hanks just like pulls the trigger and just kills him. Drops the whole mag into him. And then the echoing of the gunshots on the buildings. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Yeah, That that scene overall was just so powerful, especially when Paul Paul Newman delivers that line Mm -hmm. and Tom Hanks' face afterwards. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's super, super strong scene. And then it it knows the difference between killing Paul Newman and killing Daniel Craig Mm -hmm. because... Right after that, it goes into the sequence of killing Daniel Craig, which kind of becomes this intense, slightly triumphant, but more uh, more determined score as he walks into the hotel, goes up the elevator, walks down the hallway, which if you've never seen a behind the scenes of that that sequence, it's remarkable how they got that shot on that um, that dolly shot on the ceiling and and it comes down. Uh, Essentially, they had the set. Uh, the ceiling like pulled apart and then as the camera passed they pushed it back together oh wow just a remarkable coordination between the entire crew and and uh and actors and camera sound everyone and then you don't even see him kill him you see the aftermath with the the door closing and the mirror Mm -hmm. revealing it it's just Conrad L. Hall, Sam Mendes, Thomas Newman, the the sound design, everything is fucking perfect about this movie. At, at least that sequence, and I, I yeah. would argue the rest of the movie too. Yeah, that that whole sequence there was extremely extreme. Like the whole the whole Paul Newman was extremely moving, and like you felt it. And then mm-hmm. like then it's just Tom Hanks yeah. is just nonstop moving, and you're just yeah. ready because you're like you know what's going down. Absolutely, and he's just and, not stopping. It's just nonstop movement. And then once he gets to the room, he stops. Bang. Oh, yeah. Bang, bang. It's beautiful. And then, and then it moves back out slowly, and then the mirror shows. It's really, really well done, the whole yeah. sequence. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying, like, the murder itself well. is beautiful. Obviously, murder is horrific, no matter what it is. Oh, no, it was, just, it was a gruesome scene. Yeah, <laughs> just the way it's shot is just incredible. Another thing that, um, one of my favorite shots in this is the introduction of Jude Law's character. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Thomas Newman has, like, this quirky score to, to inform the audience that... N- not things aren't right with this character you know he's kind of uh eccentric and in a way it kind of it makes you it's a very good word for it yes uh, yeah and it starts with him walking under the train system in chicago and it's a push pull so it makes it look like the uh it makes it look like jude law's character's not moving even though his legs are moving and then the 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 scene um i can't remember if it squeezes or expands do you remember i do not actually okay uh, i i feel like it's expands but you know either way um it just creates this unease and then he goes in to take a picture of the dead body but it's not a dead body and then he kills the fucking dead body they do so well at telling you who these characters are in their very first scenes. It is like character writing 101, character mm-hmm. character introduction 101. If you want to be a writer and you want to see how to introduce a character, watch this fucking movie because they do that so fu- so phenomenally. Oh, they do. Um, and then the cinematography in that, that's probably my favorite shot in the entire thing with the scene with Jude Law walking under the, the, the train system. Um, yeah, between that and the shootout uh, with Paul Newman was oh, yeah. those, those two yeah. easily. 
one of the two of the best shots. Easy. Absolutely. And then, of course, how can we not talk about that final scene? Again, sound design mm-hmm. coming in hot. They're at the beach. There's a score, but then the score goes away, and you just hear the waves, and then you hear the gunshot. Jude Law shoots Tom Hanks. What the fuck? And it's just silent the entire time, except for the sound of the waves, and like no one even speaks up. Jude Law whispers the entire time. It's so creepy and and so intense the way they they did that and it's it's just i honestly have no bad things to say about this film i i can't think of a single bad part honestly same um and that yeah that scene in particular sucked just you're like oh man they finally they finally got it out they got their revenge next thing you know big old american daddy goes down and Mm -hmm. it's just the whole sad thing yeah. If anything, if Tom Hanks didn't die in this film, I would say that is the one flaw because yeah, that, that you, you can't have like as much as Tom Hanks is the antihero in this, you can't have him not be punished. Mm-hmm. And as as terrible as it sounds, his family being murdered is not punishment enough for what he has done. Um, it's it's more punishment to them than it is to him because he, he knows what he got them into. Um, and, and so had he not died, had it just ended on him looking at the beach and been a happy ending, it would have cheapened the entire thing. Um, and it's just such, it's such a well-balanced film. I honestly, I'm struggling to think of anything bad to say. (laughs) Well, just don't (laughs) leave it at that. Well, fucking fine. I won't. (laughs) This definitely isn't a shelf boy for sure. No, no, no. Uh, but I mean, I've pretty much said everything I have to say. Sound design, cinematography, acting, directing, mm-hmm. writing, everything is just this, fantastic. This movie definitely film. would not have been the same without a rated R move, uh, rating as well. Oh, absolutely. If they did the PG-13 shit for that, mm-hmm. luckily Sam Mendes had just, I believe, come off of American Beauty. Um, so he kind of was in this place where he could pretty much make whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, with with the success of American Beauty, so uh, I'm glad that he did this, because um, I honestly can't think of another director who would do it justice. Honestly, um, same. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. That's all I have to say about it. Uh yeah. Uh, every everybody in this movie was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that that's really the only other thing that I had, but that's just adding to the beauty of the whole movie. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> why not just keep calling it beautiful? You know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I also have to say as well. Yeah. I apologize that I talked so much during this one, but I kind of nah, dude, let your passion flow. I, I kept just thinking of how how great it is, and just yeah, wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I don't blame you, <laughs> considering last Netflix was. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm Hitchcock, honestly glad that we are doing Netflix roulette, not because we watch this. Like I could watch this whenever and talk about it whenever, but mm-hmm. it, it it's just it's fun having one week where neither of us are picking the movie and it's just yeah we're picking the best of three um so i'm I'm glad we're gonna keep netflix around it was a it was a bit rocky there but well i see what you did there but also please sponsor yeah. us we're doing this for you netflix sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to les jugements glenn i'll let you do the honors is this going to be a shelf boy a little boy scout Saluting the flag, his pants at a normal level, and his shoes tied nicely. Here's the scene. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a dark night. You and five of your henchmen are just 
walking you to your car. Who are you? Well, you're just a trash can, right? You're just a <laughs> measly old trash can walking to your car, walking around with the shelf boys that also belong in your, your trash can, right? Mm-hmm. Right in your body. Next thing you know, you see a gun flash. You know who that is? That's Road to Perdition saying, get the hell out of here. I belong on a shelf. <laughs> Gunning down every bodyguard of that trash. This belongs on the shelf, dude. Yeah, and then as Road to Perdition <laughs> comes to kill the trash can after it's mm-hmm. killed all its henchmen, the trash can turns to Road to Perdition and says, I'm glad it was you. Yeah. Because it is a goddamn shelf boy, and only a shelf boy can kill the trash can that the non-shelf <laughs> boys go into. End scene. <laughs> End scene. That was probably the weirdest way we could have said that it was a shelf boy, but I'm glad it went that way. Uh, so with Road to Perdition being a shelf boy, along with, you know it, Apostle, and uh, <laughs> under, the, under the Shadow. <laughs> what did I expect? <laughs> I, at this point, it's just a gag. So yeah. uh, with, with Road to Perdition being a shelf boy, that brings us to this week's plugs. Just to switch things up, I'll go first this time. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a little, uh, a little selfish with this one because my film, Eugene versus Humanity, was just released on Amazon Prime. Uh, so everyone should go watch it and and rate it and hopefully enjoy it but if you don't enjoy it i'm sorry but i'm very proud that this is on uh on amazon prime glenn is in it glenn plays the good samaritan (laughs) is it uh is it weird that was gonna be my plug is it was it really (laughs) (laughs) so both of our plugs is to watch eugene versus humanity which i wrote and directed glenn uh stars in and has the best line delivery out of any anybody in the whole thing oh my god all right What's going on, Eugene? Is everything okay? I'm just so tired of people. I mean, they walk around pretending like they live by some strict moral code or something, but they don't. They're rude. They're crass. They're unnecessarily cruel and violent. walk around pretending like they've evolved past their more primitive instincts or something, but they haven't. Those instincts have just changed with them. Evolved with them. But now, instead of fighting over the best food or the best mate, they're just fighting over money and power. And they like to pretend like they see the beauty in each other, but they don't. They're all just faking and smiling to get whatever it is that they want out of you. But they would eat you up, chew you up, and spit you out if they thought it would bring them even a single iota of happiness or fulfillment. Humanity's a plague. Plagues. I'm just so tired of chaos.
Um, and so Good yeah. news is I, I did have I did have two plugs, so there's that. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I definitely watch Eugene versus Humanity. Uh, I watched it again. Uh, I actually, I think I actually paid the money for it just because you know because I love you. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a phenomenal short film. Even if I'm not in it, I would still say it was. It's yeah, so Colin. Well done. Colin, who plays Eugene, is. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tragedy that he is not a more well known actor. Yeah, it is because he is fucking great, and I'm not just saying that because I've known him since we were seven. Uh, he has spent the past like almost twenty years like perfecting his craft, and he is great. And unfortunately, does not get much work. So uh, go we'll, give him we'll, some support. We'll get him there. We'll get him there. We'll get him there. So yeah, Eugene versus Humanity on Amazon. And uh, so the backup that I had was, um, ironically enough, you had mentioned this earlier, was a list of uh, black-made films um, th- from the last 30 years. So um, we got movies like Queen and Slim, uh, Straight Out of Brooklyn, Fresh, that's just Black Klansman, Poetic Justice, Juice. There's there's like 39 films, I think, total or something oh, yeah. like that. And I definitely plan on utilizing this list along with going off of some that even aren't. Um, yeah because right now is a it's a perfect time to just yeah just watch some of yeah stuff. I mean, if, if you're like me like i i definitely want to support this cause as much as possible mm-hmm. but legitimately the only thing that i even begin to say i'm afraid of is crowds i get extreme anxiety in crowds so mm-hmm. because of that unfortunately i will not be going to any protests but you can also support causes just by supporting you know black arts and 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 doing what you can to show that they are valued members of the society of our our society and and uh not everything has to be and you know done via going to actual physical protests you can you can do a lot more you can donate yeah there's always plenty of ways to actually help yeah, um, I myself will be going to one on Thursday, so wish me luck, everybody. I, I wish you luck. It is honestly and, uh, the most terrifying thing. Not be not protest. Like I feel the same way about going to Disney World and shit, but I do that because you can also find space. It's, yes, it's more organized at Disney World and and <laughs> and uh, stadiums than it is in, in you know I don't want to say spontaneous protests. This, these ones are planned, but. Yeah, I, I'm getting anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> Holy shit, I missed one. I can't believe I missed one. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. I missed the movie. Um, if Beale Street Could Talk. Oh, If Beale Street Could Talk, that's a great one, too. Um, that is a fantastic one. But anyway, yeah, it's that's all the movies that, <laughs> yeah. and everything. That's the plug. So um, where was that again? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, sh- oh, yeah. So the the uh, the article is on Complex. Um, <laughs> best black movies of the last 30 years. Best black movies of the last 30 years on Complex and Eugene versus Humanity on Amazon Prime, directed by yours truly and co-starring Glenn Truly. Yours um, other truly. <laughs> so that brings us to our next week's assignment. This time it is my choice. Uh, and I'm going to pull a Glenn real quick. And I'm going to give Glenn a choice of three movies. Um, I'm not going to tell you. Me. I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'm going to give you their prices, but mm-hmm. also let you know that I own the two that you have to pay money for. So when you come over Friday, we can just watch them. Hey, that but works. You can either, we can either watch a movie that is uh, $4 on Amazon, $3.99. I'm just going to round it up. $4 on Amazon. Well, Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, $4 pretty much everywhere to rent. 
one that is $2 everywhere to rent, and then one that is free on Netflix. Netflix sponsor us. Even if let's we go don't. With the, let's go with the medium and uh, hit the $2. Hit the $2 one? Okay. So the $2 one is, uh, we have both seen this, but, you know, I was recently talking to someone and I want to rewatch it. Okay. Uh, it is Lost River, directed oh, and wow. written by Ryan Gosling, uh, <laughs> starring Christina Hendricks. Uh, Speaker of the Wolfman himself. <laughs> yep, yep. Saoirse Ronan, Matt Smith, Ben Mendelsohn, and Ava Mendes. Uh, it is about a single mother who is swept into a dark underworld while her teenage son discovers a road that leads him to a secret underwater town. Looks like we're the only ones left. There's still people here. I'd like to stay in the house. Do you mind if I ask why? Because I have two boys and that is our home. I found a road that goes underwater. Must go down to that town. What town? They flooded a bunch of towns when they dammed the river. That's why they call this Lost River. As soon as the last town was drowned, a spell was cast. Everything that's going on around here, it's gotta be for some reason. This is my country. This is my city. Don't let me see your face again. Bully running everything now. Head south, man. You're a very beautiful lady. What's this? It's a job. Where is that? Somewhere over the rainbow. Let's put it that way. Is it dangerous? The door is locked, you thought. Why would you steal from Billy? He's trouble. He'll hurt you. Hey! You better run your ass! What's keeping you here? I mean, my mom, Frankie. Is that what's keeping you here? Um, this movie, I feel like all I'm going to say about it is that it gets a bad rap. I feel like it is mm-hmm. better than its rating shows. So I'm hoping that even like if th- like two or three more people watch this movie because we are bringing it up, uh, I'm hoping more people Oh, for sure. Watch it. So, uh, yeah, that is Lost River. I'll definitely you can, have some words about that movie. Yes. You can rent it pretty much anywhere for uh, about $2. And uh, if you own it, even better. That's great. Yeah. That's uh, that's our assignment for next week. Lost there River. There we go. Yeah. So, as always, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we discuss Lost River. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, silly willies. (laughs) 